welcome hi everyone um and today let me introduce to you my very special one of my favorite people in the world um amy hello my lush guest how are you tonight good good i haven't got my glass of wine ready like you but um i'm doing good <laughs> oh, do, you, do you know what that just tells me that you could be doing better yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> I love having, honestly I love having a glass of wine with the podcast because I find that well first of all it makes me talk even more than I normally do um but I just I find that like the conversation just flows so easy and like I'm just so opinionated so much more <laughs> interesting um so yes I do have my glass of wine with me tonight but tonight actually I'm so excited because I, first of all, don't have a script. I don't have a plan. We are just going completely off-road with this. And I think it's going to be one of the best, one of the better, if not the best, episodes that I have done so far. Um, so, Amy, tell me a little bit about yourself because the themes that we're going to be exploring tonight is basically spirituality, organized religion, and the rise of feminism in 2021. So, first off, definitely a feminist even though most people add a but I'm a feminist but I am just a full-blown feminist happy with that Brilliant. But in terms of my journey to get to this point I was raised in a very uh, strict Christian household mm-hmm. um, almost in what I will I would definitely describe as cult-like conditions mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it makes for a super interesting perspective on spirituality because it I went absolutely- it does so far away from it for such a long time mm-hmm. and come back to the place I'm at now mm-hmm. um it's really interesting looking back and like talking about how I was raised and you know some of the yeah. stricter rules that I had um, totally. um yeah. so I just wanted to so why don't we give a little bit of background on me and you so I'm very I'll go first because I'm very boring and there's not <laughs> much to me um at all so I was raised in a very I wouldn't say a very strict christian household but obviously i'm polish so the the country is quite religious um definitely went to um church every sunday definitely you know very you know no boyfriends until you're like retired essentially um and things like that no sex before marriage nothing like that so that was definitely my parents kind of outlook um and then as we emigrated they kind of I feel like got a little bit of a different view because they were just you know their horizons were like widened so they were like "Mm, actually not everyone's like this and it's okay you know and so I kind of stemmed away from that um and I wouldn't say I'm religious per se now I would more say I'm spiritual but I don't know what I believe and and I don't like to put myself in a box um so why don't you tell me a little bit about you and kind of you know where you came from but also where you are now yeah definitely so kind of similar I mean my parents are sort of born and raised in England um so I definitely don't have the experience of emigrating but certainly from the religious perspective it was very much a traditional Christian household I don't mind saying but they're um Jehovah's Witnesses mm-hmm. and as such it was incredibly strict growing up so that we had all of the rules that come with regular strict Christianity but there was also some of the weirder ones like not celebrating birthdays and Christmases yeah, and certainly yeah. For yeah. like women as well there was nothing to be achieved there was nothing to attain like nothing to aspire yeah. to because you say in that um you know the birthdays because um it was officially your 10th birthday is that it right was. I've only celebrated yeah. 10 and yet I'm 29 and happy birthday <laughs> thank you <laughs> honestly it was the cutest thing ever when you posted it on your story um on Instagram and I was like yeah that was, does it make it feel more special 
It does. It's it's so weird as an adult celebrating a birthday when you grew up your whole childhood because you're trying to like recapture that magic that you saw all yeah. of your friends experience and yet you know like blowing out candles you know that that you know you make yes, it or whatever yeah. it's you have your little yeah. traditions and you try and make it special I don't think it'll ever yeah. be the same but I, I certainly try and like make it a little bit more special oh yeah you're definitely trying your best to catch up on it and honestly exactly. I think you're doing a great job because it warms my heart when I, was like, <laughs> when I, saw it, I was like that's so cute that's so cool oh, um so yeah was there any because I we haven't really um had this conversation before um we haven't really like you know gotten to know each other from that kind of perspective because I don't think we've spent enough time with each other yet (laughs) but um so in terms of like not celebrating celebrating birthdays and things why was that it's actually a really interesting one because it goes into the kind of feminist thing so Mm -hmm. in the religion they believe that you shouldn't um, spend too much time sort of loving yourself embracing yourself you should very much everything you do should be about the glory of God and Uh you really shouldn't dedicate a lot of time to like um like a whole day dedicated to mm-hmm. just you and celebrating you is just too self-indulgent from their oh, perspective, God, <laughs> which is just not how I live my life now. <laughs> Today is being self-care Sunday, so I've had a bath. Oh, you know what I mean? Wonderful. Like <laughs> that's that's incredible. I would never even thought that that was a thing, um, and definitely not in England. If anything, I would say exactly. that sounds like you know Eastern European kind of roots, or um, maybe even you know further east. But I would never think that a country so incredibly multicultural like England yeah. would have such you know strictly kind of followed rules and guidelines, and people who still still follow those. Yeah, exactly. And I think especially when a religion puts on such a um like it puts out like a good reputation almost they're just the people who knock on your doors nice friendly on a Saturday morning but actually there's so much that goes on underneath the surface Mm. and so um in terms of okay so we both came from my experience nowhere near like as extreme (laughs) as yours um and do do you mind if I call it extreme or oh definitely I would say it was extreme I I would find them kind of more as a cult than a religion to be honest all right okay um so yeah so again your experience was probably definitely more extreme than than mine was um but I wanted to bring up a few like articles that I've googled just quickly before we got on the call um and you know so basically there's a lot of so we kind of did like a full cycle I would say right so in 2020 um this huge new wave of feminists like feminism and feminists have like it's kind of resurging back so it's coming back up again right it was kind of uncool a few, a few years yeah. back kind of looked down on and now I feel like it's coming back around again Definitely. and then I also feel like organized religion in general is on, is on the decline I feel like we're not like not as many people are into religion in general I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of people are into spirituality um crystals and like you know yes. those kind of things but I do not think that a lot of people kind of can actually identify themselves as like Christian or for example Muslim or whatever else it might be I feel like it's going down because I cannot name any of my friends or anyone who I know who is actually of any specific religion now I can name a few who you know qualify themselves as like spiritual but not one singular religion um and so I found this um article here and they basically said that like um whatever your parents religions were you are more than likely to become that religion and that was true until millennials so now it's actually that like from the 19 what is it like 70s onwards I'm not sure or is it like 19 
it, uh, how old are millennials? I actually don't know. I'm Gen Z. <laughs> I think it's from it. 85 up to 97, 99. So I'm technically a millennial because I was born in 92. Okay, right. So you would be in that bracket where they say that from your generation, it's actually the opposite. So whatever your parents were, you tend to just stem away from that. And, you know, a lot of people just say like, my parents were this and that, but I'm like, no religion. So there was um, an article, an article that said that in 72, 5% of people said that they had like no religion in surveys. And this was predominantly in America. But then in the 90s, that has grown by 266%. So like people just say that, they just don't have a religion. They're just like, they don't know. Or like, they just don't classify anything as anything. Um, But there has been a rise in people going into crystals. And I think that's like a big thing on socials and like social media and like TikTok. I've seen it um, all over. I've seen people doing like tarot cards and that's something you're into, right? Yeah, so it's it's completely taboo and forbidden in the religion I was raised in. Mm. Um, but yeah, I love, I have my tarot cards. I have crystals. Uh, my sister's very much into it as well. Um, she's more Gen Z. She's like five years younger. Um, but yeah, it was something I was kind of scared and hesitant to embrace, but I think a lot of the practice that comes with it is just not entrenched in like hundreds of years of Mm -hmm. male written history and religion, Mm. like doctrines. So it's just much friendlier and it's easier to embrace. Well, my whole thing was, um, and this was around the time, so I would say this is five or six years ago when I started transitioning into veganism, um, it was the same speech that kind of turned me veggie. And it, it, in, in that speech, the, the dude who was doing it, I think it was Gary Urofsky, and he said, isn't it funny? Because he was basically saying that, like, you know, religions, he was basically having this argument of, like, should we be eating meat based on what's in the in the books and things like that? But his argument was, like, isn't it funny that we we don't worship what we say God made, but we worship what we made in the name of God. And that kind of like flipped a switch in my head. I don't know what happened, but just the way he said it, he was like, why do we, you know, worship buildings, churches and, you know, um, Bibles and books, and we don't take care of the environment, the plants, the animals, you know, whatever we, like what we say that God made. And it kind of just, I don't know why, but it stuck with me. Just it like a, yeah, it's a really interesting way to look at it, though. Yeah. And he was just like, you know, we, we, we said, like, you know, we, we worship all these things that we say, oh, this is God's home. This is God. But like, actually, you're not you're saying that in the same breath as you are, you know, doing things that actively destroy what you say he created. And so, like, to me, that was like, oh, yeah, actually, that's that's a good point. And also just for my personal life, I know so many people who have broken families because of them, because of how toxic they are and because of, you know, how horrible they are as people who go to church every Sunday. And I just cannot bring myself to be in that same environment with them, you know? Definitely. And it just, one of those where like I I think my relationship with God or the universe or whatever it might be is impeccable is great and I love it but I would never I I don't see myself stepping my feet into into a church ever again like I don't see myself going into a church I don't see myself going um to like I just feel like it's so like for sure almost and like obviously I don't want to offend anyone out there um this is just this is literally just me with a glass of wine talking like (laughs) about anything like that's what I do here right but I just I just feel like from my experience from being you know young and in church I feel like it's good in terms of community it's good for people to like go to and you know obviously people have like different situations it's a place where people socialize but I, I have known a few people where it is truly just for sure and they'll even go as far as to say like the priests in my hometown used to say like oh you went here last week where were you 
yeah exactly the same for me as well patronizing (laughs) I read a thing once and it said like I don't I can't remember who it's like a quote I can't remember who said it but it's like I don't object to the notion of there being a god but I do object to the notion of there being one who takes attendance because surely he's got better things to do wow Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um when my sister wanted to get married she actually had to go to the local priest and they had to take essentially attendance and say like we need to speak to your local church about how often you go to church if you want to get married and it's just so incredibly bizarre to me that we have these rules that we made ourselves and like you said before going back to like it's it's essentially I feel like the more I learn about it and especially not the new adaptations of the Bible and the, you know, um, interpretations, but the really old ones, the originals, you know, kind of like where it all came from. It's so clear to me that it's for men by men. Like Literally. every single book is written by a man bar one, I think, in the entire Bible. There's like three notable women um, and that, that's just, about it. And there was just so many so many things where you just sit back and you're like the, the, I feel like there might be an agenda here I'm not <laughs> I just feel like someone maybe was a little bit biased when writing this and so yeah from that point on I was kind of taken aback and I kind of took a step back and I was like I'm gonna like just take myself out slowly from the organized side of it but yeah. still very much if anything I think I'm more of a believer now than I ever was after I left the church um but going back to like you know the new I I don't want to call it fashion but I think it is a little bit in fashion now to be into crystals and like tarot readings but you do tarot readings right I do yeah it came about like again it was something I was really scared of of ever Mm -hmm. getting into and um a couple of members of my family have left the religion I was like the fourth generation to be brought up in that religion so it was a massive deal when I left it started this ripple effect of other members of my family leaving Um, it was actually my cousin that got me into it she lives down in Newquay um and she's it's just a very uh spiritual environment down there and I went down and I had a reading and it just there were some things that were brought up that nobody could have known um Yeah, there were things about my like a great grandma I had that that I'd never even told like my partner who I've been with mm. for a while now. Yeah, um, and there was a there was a point where the lady who did the reading let me know that I needed to go and get um, checked out at hospital for a particular illness that I didn't know I had. Mm. I, it turned out that I went to hospital, got checked, and it, I had an actual um, growth. I had a tumor that I had to have removed. Wow. Um, had no idea whatsoever until I'd I had can... that reading. I can imagine just how, like, what a huge effect that would have on your life. Absolutely. Completely just, com- like, complete turn of perspective. So, also, how did, how, so how do you, because before we started recording, you were like, nothing's off limits, you know, and when <laughs> you told me nothing's off limits and I've had a glass of wine. <laughs> Go for it. Then tru- truly nothing's off limits. So how do you announce to your family that you are leaving the church and what's their reaction? So um, I w- it's going to get real dark for a second, but it's fine because we're going to go through it. Okay. Um, I went through a really negative experience where I was sexually assaulted by a member of the church. And that was what opened my eyes to God or the idea of God not being there to protect me or any other woman. Because wow. once that can of worms was opened and I felt brave enough after months of reflection, um, what I would have defined then as prayer but now is probably more actually I was meditating I was getting in touch with myself and my body again 
um, I approached what they call the elders, which is just an awful term anyway in the religion, yeah. a group of men who were privileged enough to tell everybody else what to do. And my father was one. He was quite high up as well. So I approached them, let them know what had happened and thought that I would be cared for. You know, the Bible is all yeah. about love. Religion is all about love and yeah. all that stuff. And unfortunately, their reaction was um, to interview me with a panel of three men to go into graphic detail about exactly what had happened. Um, and I was told explicitly not to go to the police and that it all had to be dealt with by the religion itself. And that was just wow. the turning point for me. And it started to raise a lot of questions that I'd never... I'd never really raised yeah. before. Um, one big rule in the religion itself is that you're not allowed to Google um, any other resources. You're not allowed to use Google to search the religion itself. You're not allowed to read any other religious books or compare mm. any other religious books to your own. It's mm. very um, tunnel vision. It's very one yeah. close-minded group. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I then started going to therapy and yeah. counseling and it was massively helpful, but you know, they were asking me questions I couldn't answer. They were saying, okay, mm -hmm. so, you know, where do you want to go with your life? Where do you see yourself? You know, you've got yeah. so much ahead of you. Yeah. And it was, you know, those simple questions that I'd never asked because I never thought I could achieve anything in that religion. Because you kind of feel like it's already there and like done for, for you. Like you've, you've got, you know, I feel like a lot of the religions are like, this is what's going to happen. This is your plan. You know, Absolutely. like and that's kind of, there's no, there's there's no input from you there's no like well maybe I want to do this or maybe I want it's kind of like <laughs> no this is what's going to happen sorry about it like that's your yeah and I think as well have. I don't know about um like norm I don't want to say normal Christianity but mainstream Christianity I know that women mm. are um sort of allowed to be priests and vicars and reverends now but mm. that certainly yeah. wasn't and isn't still the case within yeah, their no. religion that wasn't, I mean, that was a big shock for my family when we came over here because I'm pretty sure that priests here are allowed to have families and back yeah. home completely celibate and there's no such thing as women priests. So that was a huge thing for my family. And I think because there was kind of things that were, I want to say like unexplored back home. So like the concept of someone like a priest having a family, I feel like that's that was the first step for my parents to start looking at it a little bit different and be like, okay, well maybe different isn't necessarily bad. Maybe yeah. different isn't necessarily, you know, evil. Um, but it, it's weird because coming onto the kind of subject of feminism, my parents are huge feminists. Really? Um, yeah and well they are and they aren't so you know they're still very conservative but I would say that like my whole life my dad was the one going you know men aren't shit like he was <laughs> my whole entire life my my sister's life he was like you like don't need them and I remember the the, the big thing about me is like I'm incredibly independent like I when yeah. me and Owen first started going out um I made it very clear and this is gonna sound a little bit bad but bear with me I made it clear that, like I don't need to be with you I want to be with you and that's better yeah that's, definitely that's more of a privilege for both of us if the other one doesn't need to be with them they want to be with them and so like my my ex-partner um my dad before we got together was very much like listen you need everything of your own you will have your own career and this, this is coming from a man which was very surprising to me that now that yeah. I look back on it and he was like you know I pushed your mom to go and get an education um she was like no I'll, I'll stay home you know because I'm pregnant whatever and he was like no so my mom took her exams when she was pregnant with me like about oh pop God. um because of my dad he was like no you're gonna go and get an education and it was the same with me he was like you're gonna have your own house and he explicitly told me that this is because 
men aren't shit and they will hurt you and they will cheat. And like, maybe mm-hmm. that's like a really fucked up way to say it. But I mean, it's going to happen to yeah. majority of us at one point. So yeah. she was like, this is going to happen. And once it happens, you need to be prepared. And it sure, in Shaw's book, it did happen. Mm-hmm. It did happen. And, you know, he cheated and I had to kick him out the house. And it was my house that I was kicking him out of. Not, you know, I wasn't sat there being like, well, what do I do now? Do I leave because this is your home? Like, do I stay because I've got nowhere else to go? No question about that. Mm-hmm. Um, And so it's really surprising to me looking back on it now that there is still so many things that they support that are so incredibly anti like feminist but <laughs> yeah. when it comes to me and my sister they just want to like push us like higher up and like just further and further which is really weird to me it kind of it kind of seems like this inconsistency mm-hmm. that like I think what it was is it, it was essentially like their own experience and also like the move here that kind of op- opened them up to like seeing a different side of it and being like actually there's more important things to focus on um but like yeah so how how do you feel about you know how, how like how is that reflected in your kind of I don't know if you have any any kind of contact or maybe any kind of like you know do you still go back to the people that you know who are in the religion like how does that and how does it work in general in your religion in regards to women like how did you think your life was going to turn out so it's it's really interesting because there is just no roles for women other than um, sort of going out and knocking on people's doors, which obviously they've stopped now because of COVID. But that was yeah. just the way of life. That was all I had. So if I ever wanted any sort of opportunities within that religion or anything other than just being a stay at home wife, which was kind of what was expected of me, mm-hmm. um, it was very much OK. So you can just increase how much time you go out and knock on people's doors. Um, and how old are you at this point? I had to get um, baptized when I was 16, as my dad told me, otherwise I'd be removed from the family home. Um, So I had to, at that point is when you dedicate your whole life to the religion. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, my sister didn't do that. I ran away from home with her long before Mm -hmm. she did. So thank goodness. (laughs) But um, yeah, it was very much expected. I did get baptized because into the religion, Mm -hmm. uh, because there was a lot of pressure. And at 16, I had no idea how to get my own house or anything. Yeah. and then, I feel like because sorry, I'm I'm so sorry that I keep interrupting you, but I feel oh, like you, you say about the things like you know I had no idea how to do this, I had no idea how to do that, but that's kind of the point, isn't it? Like exactly. when you said you're not, we're not allowed to Google things, we're not allowed to seek other resources, and it's almost like all of that is to keep you in, is yeah. stop you from having any other ways out or any other resources, so that you have no other way but to stay in and like if you need to do anything or if you want to do anything you will have to tell everyone around you and then by that point they can make the decision for you or talk you out of it or whatever absolutely I fully stand by the fact that knowledge is is definitely power and in ancient religions and like new ones like theirs effectively new it's only over 100 years old I think um it's just it's a way to keep people in their place I think and especially women so yeah you're not allowed to um, be any of the levels that men can be so they can go Mm -hmm. on to be uh, what they call ministerial servants elders Mm -hmm. and all these different levels kind of like Scientology in all honesty where you know they're then expected to be able to stand on a platform and tell everybody else how they should live their lives but women aren't allowed to do that um and another thing that they're not allowed to do especially in my family was be educated so university was absolutely not okay and did they ever tell you why um again it's because you know I shouldn't be filling my head with things that aren't to do with God or Jesus or the religion so 
I mean, that's not the real reason. We all know it's because it's, it's I mean, a shitty place. Yeah, but but yeah, that's it, say, I can, yeah, yeah. That's in, that's incredible. Again, I cannot believe that. Like, we are at this point where like me and you are essentially peers, and we hang out and things like yeah. that. And this is like the same generation, but yet so completely different. And like, yeah. there's going to be people out there who have never experienced that ever. Um, and it's just it's just incredible who have been who you know are our age and they just grew up with no religion and they're just chilling they're like yeah, yeah. you know it's it's been fine <laughs> meanwhile like you're celebrating your 10th official birthday and have been through so much um but yeah and like so with the go back to sort of like going back to you know the the crystals and the tarot cards and also the rise of feminism nowadays so like i feel like there's such a huge push on going out of organized religion finding your own thing because I feel like a lot of the ideas are coming back but under a different name right so like you said like oh well it was regarded as praying but really I was just meditating right or for example I still pray but I don't know if I would call it a prayer because I'm like well I don't know who I'm praying to I'm just kind of you know and a lot of people say like it's like manifesting right so I'm speaking my ideas out into the universe and it's like well some people call it manifesting some people call it it's just praying you're just saying something out loud and hoping it you know it happens and it's kind of like you know um it's coming back and I just feel like it's coming back under like just slightly kind of like a different cover different name yeah I think I kind of agree to be honest I think that like religion any organized religion can just be so absolute it's just black and white and there's no Mm. room for like how individual every single person is and should have the right to be so the ideas that maybe they were founded on way back when, you know, mm. they probably came from a really good place. Um, yeah. And they've yeah, just yeah. kind of been twisted over so like, time. Yeah. So like, who knows, you know, maybe we're stepping away from organized religion into spirituality, but in another 2000 years, that spirituality that we're going into now is going to be a new kind of religion. We yeah. just have no idea of knowing what kind of happened before or what's going to happen in the future. But yeah. And um, my mind's just completely gone blank. That I had a really good <laughs> idea. <laughs> I had a really good idea but it's just was I'm just in such an awe of like just still processing all the things that you tell me about and I think it's so incredibly fascinating um but yeah and so I feel like you know for me for myself I know that like my children will not be going to like church every Sunday um you know I'll, I'll tell them that you can if you want to and here's all the ideas and here's all the different religions and if you want to pick one you can but at the same time you don't have to um I know a lot of people who are so and I don't want to say like brainwashed but they were so incredibly into their religion Mm -hmm. that they were physically scared of like sleeping at night because they were they were sat there thinking I've done something wrong and like if I die I'm gonna go to hell and I just think and this is like 15 this is like college like like college kids right and it's just it's just incredible like I cannot imagine what kind of stress that child is under because they're, they're still children right like yeah. I used to teach 15 16 year olds and if someone like if one of my students came up to me and was like hey look I lied and now I'm thinking that I'm gonna burn forever because that's what my religion tells me I I would have no idea what to even say yeah like that that honestly that was my childhood like a hundred percent I remember like the first time I used a swear word for god's sake like I <laughs> someone come up to me in my school and like you have to bear in mind that even though I didn't really fit in in the religion because I was always considered a little bit rebellious I also didn't fit in anywhere else because I was Mm. the weird girl who was in a religion Mm. so a kid come up to me once at school and sort of started trying to take 
the piss, I guess, of me knocking on people's doors on a Saturday. And mm. I just turned and I was like, I just said, look, just fuck off. And then yeah. I honestly, I went and cried to one of the, the nurses mm. about it because I thought I was, that was it. I was not like, I was out of the religion. I thought I would do everything. The trauma that it literally can have on you as a child because you're going over these scenarios in your head over and over. And it's real stress that can actually really have like severe effects. But it's incredible. And it's just so traumatizing. Then as you grow up, you find out that worse things are going on behind the scenes of these religions that you thought were, you know, the perfect thing. Like you thought like there's there's nothing wrong with my religion or like this is what you are aspiring to be and like there's a lot of people who are still in that and you know still preach it and I mean that's great and that's fine I totally support people who have all the information available and then make a decision based on that I think that's great I think that's great if this is something that speaks to you I know people who have gone from like um identifying or like trying to convert um from oh my god I forgot the name now can you believe I forgot a name of a whole organization <laughs> from one religion to another to another one of them was Buddhism but I'm not sure if Buddhism is even classified as a religion I'm sure someone told me that it isn't because it's technically doesn't have like one god but I don't know um yeah. I might be I might be totally ignorant here so <laughs> don't take my word for it but basically there was a girl in college who was you know looking into it and she was like it just really speaks to me and I really identify with all of the ideas and I was like that's incredible that you can look at religion like that and be like yeah that's that's what I want to be um mm-hmm. but I feel like there's a difference between that and between literally physically not having a choice of seeking resources and making your own decision because it, in some way it threatens the people in power that is exactly it it's, it's like I think especially the ones that I've been involved in or the ones that I've done research on, Mm. unfortunately, when you really do actually do the research, it all comes down to a group of men sat in a room making money. Um, And the Jehovah's Witnesses, they're no different. There is a group of, I think, 12 to 14 men who live in New York and they run the whole show. Um, And they've got some serious money. The last video I saw, one of them was wearing a lovely Rolex watch. And I just thought, you know what? You're telling all of us that, you know we we shouldn't seek material things and they're very yeah. much about that life and then you're sat in New York yeah. in a million dollar building you know with yeah. your legs on wow. just doesn't add up wow that's crazy um yeah and then so another thing was just the general kind of resurfacing of feminism right especially last year and this year and or like maybe two years ago so like I said it was very it was almost like frowned upon I would say because I remember when um I was growing up feminist was an insult like I yeah it was you would always say like at the beginning I said like you'd yeah. always be like I'm a feminist but, but I was like I'm but, not a feminist but, but. Yeah. yeah I remember in sociology they actually got us um the different types of feminists and like what do we identify as so there was like the progressive feminism I'm sure there was like liberal feminism there was like um um, like very like extremist feminism things like that you know and it was just crazy that like <laughs> there's this teacher and you're just like so here's the different types here's the beliefs like which one are you um and it was really, almost like a religion right like <laughs> right like it was so weird um and obviously everyone was like oh like that's not me ew you know um yeah. but now it's coming back and it's funny because the more you know about these things and I love being kind of educated and having different perspectives and different opinions and things like that especially like whether it's in my life whether it's on the show whether it's just reading about it because I feel like the more you know about it the more it stands out to you just in your everyday life so an example is like me and Owen we were watching 
we're watching because we don't watch tv right like at all we literally have netflix and like that's it because we're too busy um but there was something that popped up and i'm pretty sure it's like celebrities go dating or something right and i'm sure it's like an e4 thing i don't know if it's on netflix now or like prime yeah something like that but basically it was like you know just like the common people that date celebrities and there was a lot of a lot of men who were still so incredibly fragile <laughs> so incredibly fragile and i remember there was one there was the the, the girl from I'm, I'm sure she's from like um geordie show or whatever she went on a date with this dude right and he was like so how many people have you slept slept with and she was like why does that matter and i'm like yeah that's an appropriate question yes incredible and so she and so she's like 30 right this year she's 30 this was a couple of years ago and she was like oh like 20 something and he was like wow that's tons of people she was like well not really that's like she was like, I was in nine like long-term relationships and then it was like one basically every year. So she mm. was like, it wasn't like that bad. Whatever the number was, it really wasn't bad at all, which it doesn't matter anyway because yeah. it's not like it matters. But even in the standards of like today's men's, like men's standards, right? Like if you look at a girl and you're like, how many people have you slept with? Which is, as you said, disrespectful and disgusting question anyway because it literally doesn't matter. Um, but even in their standards, I feel like that's not that much. Like, like yeah. one a year is really not that many people. Yeah. Um, first of all, I'm not sure who he thinks she's having this <laughs> th- these interactions with because clearly it's other men. So clearly, like, they're just as guilty. But then the thing was, she was, like, asking him how many. And he was like, oh, well, say a number now. Say higher or lower. And she got up to 200. And <laughs> I was like, are you serious? You've just called it from standards. You just call, and she was like, "So did you just call me a slut while also admitting that you slept with like two hundred people?" And he was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "You're not even gonna deny that that's fucked up." And he just didn't say anything. And I was like, "It is so fucked up." Incredible. But so this is like 2015, 16. I think this was filmed, right? Like somewhere around there. Yeah. Now saying to Owen, there's still a lot of this like kind of undertone of like men not wanting to like appear too feminine or like not wanting to like stand up in like women's rights issues or like saying things like that but now i feel like it's the opposite right so like harry styles is one of the men who like just literally just like fuck toxic masculinity like walks out in such like feminine clothes and he absolutely rocks it and i feel wardrobe yeah literally just like i feel like a a few years back that would have been like well i can remember when um when uh Jaden Smith was it who did oh, the Oh yeah, he wore a dress to prom, didn't he? Or a skirt. Something like that. And everyone absolutely slayed him. Everyone like ripped him to shreds. And now, just a few years later, it's like a huge movement and it's amazing and it's so good. And actually goes the other way where the more fem of a feminist you are as a man, the more confident you are in your sexuality and the, the more desirable you are. Oh, definitely. And I think it depends on like how you're raised. So if you look at like Jaden, for example, like his mother and grandmother and sister are all such feminists and mm. have just instilled that in him from day one. And I think there is more of that from like Generation Z and below. Yeah. You are getting these kids coming up who are either raised by like two women or just strong yeah. ass women who are just like out there with their careers and have waited to have kids or however they however it's worked out. Mm. I think women, because of the internet and because we are so much more connected now mm-hmm. and there is that sense of like intersectional feminism where you know people of color and people who are would never have come into contact with each other from opposite sides of the world or yeah. gay women we're all sort this of like free flow of yeah 
Um, and it's just that like free flow of information that I think that kids have access to growing up. So we are raising yeah. more feminists. It's still not enough, but we are getting yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I just feel like, like you said, it is this like everyone can connect and there's this like we're sharing all the ideas. And it's almost like because of the freedom of the internet, because a lot of the things are anonymous, you can go into forums and you can plant those seeds of like, ideas of like you can do it you can be more focused on career like fuck anyone who tells you otherwise because I'm one of those people who will say that to my viewers and I'm like you know be classy be sassy but don't take no shit like who's a man to tell you what to do and so it only takes that one person to view my video and be like yeah who is a man to tell me what to do who is anyone to tell me what to do like I can do it on my own I and I feel that. like because of that there's gonna be such a huge push for not just because it's not just about women but for any minorities women of color um gay individuals people who are non-binary people who are trans like everyone i feel like it's going to be huge if we don't fuck up the environment within te- like within the next 10 years and die yeah. like there's going to be huge changes and i really feel like gen z and like millennials are going to be the the power behind that right because i i've just remembered like it, it's it's so sad but i always say that like you can't change some people yeah um and like you know the older generation like no matter how much you try sometimes it's just not gonna work um and like I know my parents are like that and like my grandparents were like that and I knew a girl who um who I was friends with in college who oh my god if this girl like hears any of my videos or podcast she's gonna be like I'm that girl that was me (laughs) that girl she talks about all the time that was me but um her granddad she, so she was um, kind of, you know, discovering her sexuality and her granddad was completely okay with that. And he was okay with her having a girlfriend, but he didn't want her to bring me to the house because I was Polish and an immigrant. Oh my God. And I was like, surely, even in your eyes, that should be more acceptable than your granddaughter having a girlfriend, right? Like, that's what I thought. I thought, like, that would be more unacceptable than just bringing someone from a different location home as a friend, but apparently not. So I was like, you know, and and they've tried everything. And as sad as that is, like, you just need to let that generation go. Yeah, I fully agree. Unfortunately, like, if you've lived, if you've grown up with that your whole life, you're not going to change them. Yeah. Do you think as well, like with that generation, if they actually looked back at, you know, the things they've done to the planet and the things, you know, the horrible decisions they've they've imposed on their children, I'd like, how would you live with that guilt? You know, yeah. like how would you process that? Like we're yeah. all processing the guilt from, yeah. you know, that, that generation. We're trying to fix the planet. We're trying to do the right yeah. thing. But I actually, think huge, yeah, how would they, huge. how would they it would be that? so incredibly traumatic for them? Because again, it's, it's the walls of ignorance, right? Like you just, though especially those people like before the internet it's like you just believe what you hear from your parents and like I still say this to own all the time I can't believe that I used to grow up being like my mom knows everything I want to be like my mom is still completely clueless on majority of things like my mom does not know how to copy and paste and I cannot believe that like that like I used to be like she knows everything in the world like now at this point in my life when I'm 22 my mom would be having her second child and it's like you would literally have no idea what you're talking about you have no idea what you're doing in life like you have no especially without an adequate education and the internet like you have no resources you're just like saying whatever you think is right and that's what these people grew up on just I think, I think yeah. that's right I think it's where religion probably found a lot of its place in the 80s and 90s where we didn't have access to information and you did just do what exactly what your parents did before like you said you know with yeah. those 
um, like statistics of like how mm. that's not the case anymore. I think we massively have the internet to thank for that. Like yeah. e- even now, I'm still in um, like self help groups and forums. Yeah. For, like other young women who are leaving the religion um, because they still don't know. E- even I mean, the the religion's trying to like stifle the internet, but it's only going to last so long. I mean, kids are clever now. They they work Absolutely. out how to get past the Wi Fi password and Absolutely. stuff like that. Yeah, that, I mean, like some of the kids that I used to work with, I was in, completely just shocked. Um, th- even just kids that like, you know, have you seen those meme words like memes where it's like me at thirteen versus like my sister at thirteen? Yes. Kids grow up so <laughs> fast nowadays, like so quick. Both in terms of just like how quick they are in in like um, cognitive abilities, how quickly they learn, how quickly they can like talk. Like, there's this dude on TikTok who's got this tiny little girl, and I found him because um, his I little. Know what you mean. This like, little, tell me, I love her. His <laughs> little baby girl. I thought he was Keith Ledger, right? I think that's what he's called, a Heath Ledger, and um, the the dude that was like joker yeah, right and, I am, like him and he's got the accent as well yes i'm just i'm i'm so sorry to anyone listening rolling the eyes like i'm ignorant i don't watch tv i don't watch me like i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so he showed like the pictures of him and she, and he was like who's that and she was like daddy like that's daddy too like that it was so cute so i followed him and he's got like a full-on podcast and she comprehend so much like girls at like iq is like a thousand like it's great because she looks like a toddler like to me i really bad with estimating age but she looks like a toddler and she full-on strings sentences together she full-on comprehends what she's what he's saying to her answers questions fully it's incredible i've never seen it so it's like and that's because of media education internet like just the widespread of like apps and like I was one of those people that's like my child's never gonna have an iPad but the truth is like if it's done correctly that iPad can can just do so much for you can just assist the development of your child so incredibly much in a ways that you have no idea about um so yeah I feel like this huge push and, and, you know, I'm hoping that our generation is going to make it, like, in the right direction kind of push, not in, in the wrong way, because the internet is a scary place at the same time. Oh, but yeah. I feel like there's going to be a huge change coming up now with our generation. I'm hoping we're still around to see it. But in yeah. terms of, like, yeah, feminism and things, I feel like it's coming back and I feel like it's here to stay. Definitely. It'll be really interesting to see because it's the... I don't know how many people you have listened from like all over the world, but in the UK, it's the census this year. So mm. we'll see like exactly how many people identify as having a religion again. And Ooh, I, I, think, I definitely think it'll go down massively. I mean, I, I would have because it's 10 years since the last one. Wow. Yeah, that'd be really interesting. We could even do like a follow up oh um, yes. and talk about it. Um, I did go like off script completely here. So like if you hear me, oh, and I'm, um, it's because literally I'm just like thinking about all these things. And to me, it's like so incredibly deep. But again, this is literally where I just come on here and like I just like chat shit. Essentially. No, I love like, it. I, I got wine, by the way. So I'm, I'm matching you. I've, I've yes. I ordered some in. So I've got a glass of wine. <laughs> now we are having the good conversation. <laughs> now, now we're, going, now we're getting into it. Um, But yeah, and also I feel like, do you know what else it is? I feel like we're more picky. And I've said this in the first, podcast um episode that I ever did but I feel like in terms of having partners and in terms of like you know settling down having a career we are so extremely picky because it's so easy to make money nowadays and it's so easy to like move out be independent um or at least it's easier I feel like um as a woman by yourself definitely the only options were to get married before you know and have kids like just to say like for the absolute basic right so like I finished um 
I finished my basic education, secondary school education, I went to college, then I got a part-time job in Sainsbury's. And I used to work Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, four hours a week, four hours um, a shift, 12 hours a week, and I used to make about 480 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. And my rent was like 460. So it's like, if I, I, like I moved out at that point and then my parents were giving me like a hundred quid a month or something just to keep like, like, do you know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> literally, I was just, cause I was so stubborn and I was like, I just want to move out. Um, but it's so incredibly, like, it's so much easier for you as a woman, as you say now, to get a part-time job, even in retail, and just to move yeah. out and, like, start that road to independence. You know, I feel like it is, especially when you know where to look. I cannot imagine being single and, like, not having a job or having, like, a basic job in, like, London. Like, that's yeah. the scariest thought to me. But I feel like there is kind of ways to go around it and, like, maybe move to somewhere, like, in the country or whatever else definitely just to make it easier I mean that's that's what I did like I ha- I mean I had nothing as soon as I I told you, you know, I got baptized into this religion at 16 mm-hmm. I knew from as soon as I had that awful experience that I was going to leave and I knew that I had to get my sister out because as a woman she didn't stand a chance in that religion mm-hmm. and I literally had a part-time job I worked three different part-time jobs because I just had to make that money to get out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, squirreled it all away like the bits and pieces because my mom and dad took um most of it for rent or board yeah. they called it yes yeah um, and then yeah me and my sister literally scraped pennies together and within two years like it was hard work don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but within two years we literally were able to move out by ourselves mm-hmm. and I got, I got um not custody what is it called guardianship of her like yeah. I was granted that and so like yeah. even the police and whoever came to visit the social workers they could see how hard I was grafting yeah and like I think that as a woman, like I will always take pride in that, that I was able yeah. to provide for her and I was able to do that without a man. Like I mean, honestly, and I feel like I feel like I feel like what women are such bad bitches. Can we just like we are. <laughs> oh my god? Like I feel like not only are we out here grafting, as you say, our asses off, like making shit come and like actually, you know, come together and just like be like yeah this is us like this like we're making we're making the next like moves like we're making moves we're making bank like we're making progress but also like I feel like we're educating men as well and don't get me wrong there's some men that out there that are like incredibly informed and educated but the sad truth is that like if it hasn't happened to you sometimes you're just not gonna know about it right so if you haven't just like just like me tonight like I had no idea about the kinds of experiences that you could even have because it's never happened to me and like yeah you hear about on the internet and things like that but you think you know surely this is like not England this isn't like my next door neighbor so it's kind of like a far away experience so you know it's not something you actively think about every day but I feel like when you have a partner you educate them as well right so like you have a partner like you with Joe you'll have a partner and you're like this is what's going on like we need to make sure that like we as a collective are the the change in the world like as you know as a collective we need to be making these moves and like we need to be changing Mm -hmm. shit up around here because this is what happened to me and by sharing your experiences even just tonight I feel like a lot of people are going to be like oh fuck like you know this is just something that maybe we need to think about a bit more yeah absolutely I think that I mean Joe's definitely a different person than when my partner sorry is definitely a different person than when um we first got together yeah. I mean he didn't even know what RuPaul was bless him he loved him oh now. he's like the biggest fan <laughs> um but yeah I think that I've definitely surrounded myself with people from different backgrounds different cultures yeah. for that reason because I would love I'd I can never walk in somebody else's shoes but I can learn as much as I can from them yeah. so 
um like you know I've got best friends who are gay who are trans like it doesn't matter to me but it's been really interesting for for my partner like coming into having a really like stereotypical friendship group of lads and then actually being able to explore like who he is and just feel completely comfortable around people from all these different backgrounds and I Uh, think as women that comes a bit more natural sometimes yeah I feel like it's just so important because, you know, it comes like you think it's little things like all my friends are like a very diverse group. But then when it comes to making decisions, such as, for example, you know, like, God forbid, if there's ever like any policies that go against that kind of thing or like go against something that can potentially affect someone that, you know, you're going to be one of the people who stands up to that. Do you know what I mean? Because it's no longer like, oh, well, it's them it's them it's not me it's them do you know what I mean or like oh it's us versus them it's none of that now because it's all us like it's like it's my friends it's my family like I said like for example you know I've I've seen this thing ages ago and it was like vote as if you know your partner is an immigrant vote as if your sister's gay vote as if I saw that yeah and it's like that's so true now though like that's like literally like Owen has an immigrant partner and like it's first one in the family and it's like yeah that's all <laughs> and we're gonna have to deal with a wedding that, where like people don't speak the same language eventually and we're gonna have to smash these two cultures together and like that's it and then you know our children if we ever have them are gonna be like yeah so I don't really know where I'm from because my parents are from England from Poland and then we lived here and here and here and then yeah. like our aunties are not our real aunties they're like all over the world so I feel like we're slowly kind of merging all that together and I feel like at one point there's not even going to be such a thing as like nationality or like I hope so like I know that obviously you know I don't want to take away from anybody's pride from their culture you know absolutely Mm -hmm. not but I think that it would be lovely to come to a time when actually we are able to just you know freely mix with with anybody it's that intersectionality again like you can't say that you're a feminist if you're not a feminist for every type of woman yeah absolutely and I feel like it's it's nice to say you know where you're from and you say like where I grew up instead of or like saying you know this is the kind of culture I grew up in this is the kind of people I grew up around instead of having to say yeah but like where are you from from you know like that's so- oh my god that question oh it's the worst do you get asked that still I I don't know what to say when people say where are you from because I, say, and I always I always <laughs> yeah I always ask what do you mean and they're like where are you from and I'm like well you mean where do I live or where am I from and like where are you from and I'm like okay well I'm Polish I'm from Poland and they're like yeah but you speak English and it's like oh my god oh that is so rude (laughs) yes oh my god when people are like oh you speak really good English consider oh my god no and I mean you know part of me is like they just but part of me is like take up on yourself like you're the first person so like make this a good experience for them so that they're not going like going away from this conversation being like wow she's such a dick like I hope the next is better you know so try to like make it so that I'm like yes yeah I because I lived here this whole time they're like so so do you only speak English at home and I'm like in what world would I, would a fully Polish family speak English at home like no I don't <laughs> but like I try just not- as a total side note though do you ever speak Polish just so that Owen doesn't know what you're saying because I totally do that to Joe but with um sign language <laughs> <laughs> I mean when I get a little bit mad I do, yeah, yeah okay. sometimes, yeah, not, <laughs> yeah, or, like, sometimes when, like, we're with his family and stuff, I'll call him, like, Kohania, like, I'll call him, like, babe in Polish, because I just think oh. it adds that little nice, like, sparkle of, you know, diversity to the household. Yeah, um, yeah so, yeah, I do sometimes, but, sorry, we completely, so we, like, we have, completely went off topic, but I don't think anyone minds, but, yeah, 
so in terms of like organized religion things like that i think people are going away from it from like organized religion but i feel like it's coming back a little bit the concepts are coming back like manifestation and like you know crystals and like just under a different name yeah i and again i think it is because of that whole having the internet and being able to connect with people from different cultures you can kind of pick and choose the parts of the religion that you want to follow but not have to like define yourself as just that one thing you can be so many things now in, in like today and I feel like a lot of people, I, especially that was the case for me when, cause I thought there was like the right answer, right? When I grew up, I was like, that's, that's what it is. And uh, and I went to language school actually. And there was a girl who was like, I don't believe in God. And I was like, you what? <laughs> <laughs> it was like huge. I was like, what do you mean? She was like, what am I supposed to like, think that there's just a man up there like staring at us? And I was like, oh my God, what? Yeah. And I was just completely just blown away. And then the more I grew up, I was like, there isn't, a right answer like I, I couldn't believe that there isn't actually a right answer as to whether there is a god or whether because we don't know like eventually maybe like everyone will find out but like we at this moment like we literally don't know so, there, right. so the, there's complete freedom of whatever you want to believe and you can literally pick and choose what you want you can make up your own like spirituality and like belief system and no one can come over and be like that's wrong that's not right because they don't know like there's no rules to it so like have fun with it you know yeah definitely I think that like that's definitely what's gotten me to the point where I am now like where I do feel like I can connect with spirituality but I don't have to commit my whole life and like yeah every every element of my day has to be consumed with this oh yeah. my goodness but what if this big guy upstairs is watching me totally like, just okay, so this thing helps me get through my day-to-day life. This thing helps when I'm having a bad day, a good day. And I just like practice it. Totally. Listen, Amy, I am so completely, utterly grateful that you decided to come on here. Thank you so much for like (laughs) sharing your experiences. Thank you so much for being so incredibly open. And like this conversation was just like amazing, amazing. Um, Thank you for having me absolutely no problem i hope that we can come back um maybe with a bit more structure maybe with a bit more wine and like you know after the um consensus as you said so to see kind of what has happened um, yeah. and maybe explore the topic a little bit further maybe we can do something fun with it if that's if that's like a yeah thing. like if you have any questions about the religion and all the yeah, totally. I totally, probably would you know i probably would like sit and like watch a documentary and maybe like talk about it i feel like that would be a really good idea um so i think that's something that we can explore next time but for now like thank you so much um for being here i hope you guys enjoyed and this is me signing off and i shall see you in the next one